Hello and welcome back to your weekly tech show at Connect FM 91.5. We are your hosts. My name is Babesh. And I'm TJ. And this week we're talking about 5G. Yeah, so you've probably heard, you know, whether it was in commercials, whether it was on the news or whether it was, you know, on a social media post talking about the dangers associated with it mm -hmm. or the so-called dangers associated with it. 5G has kind of been a buzzword for the past couple of months and even the past couple of years. Definitely. Yeah. And when it comes to buzzwords, often companies are throwing these words around for marketing purposes, but um, the consumers might not know exactly what the product is all about or in mm -hmm. this case, what the technology is all about. Yeah. So I think kind of clearly everyone does know that it's really just the next generation of cellular data, right? So on your phones today, when you're using your data, you'll see 4G or LTE. And it's really just the next iteration of that 5G as in fifth generation of mobile cellular data. Yeah. So service providers and phone companies often use the term in a way that implies that's a, that it's a technology. Mm -hmm. But in reality, the best way that you could define it is it's really a set of technologies and standards that come with this new generation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And kind of it's really selective about how those technologies will apply to your use of them. Mm -hmm. Some of them are iterative and some of them are big leaps. And it's kind of a gradual roll in as to how these technologies affect us and in what ways and to what extent they will change our use of platforms. Right. So networks have been talking about 5G for a long time now, many years, right? But service providers in 2018 began to roll out 5G around the world, putting up towers so that it was compatible, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, today now we see uh, coverage kind of blanketed around. It's important to consider, and we'll kind of go more in depth with this a little later, but there are different kinds of 5G coverage. Nonetheless, if you have a 5G compatible phone now, especially here in the lower mainland, there's a lot of places that you will be able to receive 5G coverage. Yeah, so funny story today, I was actually looking at um, on the Rogers website, they have a map of the places where they have coverage for 5G now, mm -hmm. right, where they have um, these towers, these nodes. It's it's covered, basically, the map in the lower mainland, especially and around major cities in Canada, they have 5G coverage. But one funny thing that I found was that just in my neighborhood, just pure coincidence, <laughs> that was like one of the few spots in all of Surrey where there isn't yet coverage. But the point here is that in those in these two years or however long it's been, this generation has been in the move and 5G has gained coverage in a lot of places around the world. Mm -hmm. And kind of coming back to that topic we mentioned earlier where there's different kinds of 5G, the kind that we're seeing, you know, a big rollout of right now in widespread coverage, it's not the same kind that when you hear about these huge speed increases, you know, 10 times faster and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not exactly the same kind of 5G. And you might have also, I'm sure you guys have heard about different concerns with 5G mm -hmm. and health, essentially. And, you know, there's been talk about it causing disease, cancer and all sorts of different adverse health conditions. But before we get into that, first, let's discuss what 5G really is, right? And what benefits mm -hmm. it brings. Yeah. So like we mentioned earlier, it is the fifth generation of mobile cellular data. There's three different kinds. So there's kind of two of the categories fit together. They're in the sub six gigahertz range. That's basically what it's called. And these operate in the same frequencies and the same way that 4G LTE has been operating. So basically the improvements that they bring, there will be speed improvements nothing huge. They're somewhere in the range between 20 and 40%. They also bring in a lot of technological improvements. So one of the biggest things and focuses with 5G is that let's say you have a bunch of devices connected to one tower. 5G will be able to manage all of these devices better. So if you're in, you know, just a crowded city block or something, you should be able to receive more frequent connections with 5G over 4G. Yeah. And these differences in uh, frequency 
in the different section, the categories of 5G that TJ has described. The, the basis of it all is that the frequency being higher, it's able to carry more data, right? Mm-hmm. And provide that to your phone to provide greater speeds, less latency, these type of advantages for um, just browsing the net downloading things, all of these that you do on a regular basis. Yeah. And then with higher frequencies, there's kind of two main effects of that. The first being lower ranges because 5G in the first two categories is just running in the same frequencies as 4G, the range and those kind of things are less affected. And in the third category, which is actually a higher frequency, we see significantly lower ranges. But this also allows the second effect of a higher frequency, which is greater data throughput. And of course, more energy in the towers themselves. Mm-hmm. And the and the the ranges that have greater frequency mm-hmm. have less range, right? Yeah, it's proportional in that way. And so those higher frequencies, like the one that you said, the one millimeter wave is yeah. what it's called, right? For a frequency like that, which is the strongest one, you have to be within line of sight, right? You have to be yeah. able to see some of these these towers or what they call nodes around the city for you to access that five G capability. Yeah. And, you know, these actually aren't even available in Canada yet. But from what we've seen in the States, in major cities in the States, something as simple as, you know, walking behind a tree can restrict your coverage mm-hmm. and your signal connection with one of these millimeter wave 5G nodes. I've even heard that while it's raining, right, that can actually disrupt the waves of 5G. And in the lower mainland, right, that could be a great problem for <laughs> yeah, users. for sure. And of course, like we mentioned, it's a shorter range because... It is more powerful and there's more data. And the millimeter wave is actually where we'll see the huge speed improvements that you might have heard of in different marketing and stuff. And that's where you're getting speeds that are, you know, 10, 20 times faster than current LTE speeds. As of right now, though, they're using these lower frequencies. But once we get to that point in the Mm -hmm. future, if maybe if not the near future, then eventually Mm -hmm. there's some other cool implications that come with 5G, right? like uh, talking to cars around you, right? In an electric vehicle, you're able to communicate with the other cars on the road. Yeah, exactly. You know, just the higher bandwidth and the lower latency, the lower delay between calls, between devices and towers, it allows for a lot of more use cases. And kind of as our dependence on technology and our use of technology, whether, Mm -hmm. you know, it's in vehicles or just walking down the street, the different things that are able to be implemented as a result of this technology, you can almost think of it as like, Kind of what Wi-Fi did for devices in our homes, uh, 5G could be doing for devices just in city blocks and stuff around us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these phones, right? A couple months ago, uh, there were only a couple, a dozen, let's say, phones that had 5G um, capabilities, or sh- mm-hmm. I, I should say um, 5G compatibility, mm-hmm. right? And now, obviously, more phones are rolling out by the day, and it's become, it's going to become more and more common for for phones to have 5G capabilities. Exactly, yeah. Just as the technology grows, as the adoption grows, naturally, manufacturers are going to be enticed to implement this and almost forced to implement this because who's going to buy a phone without the latest technologies in them? Mm-hmm. And in 2021, the question of whether you should upgrade your phone to get that 5G capability um, might not be as important as it was maybe a, a year ago because a lot of these phones, a lot of the new phones coming out are going to have that um, and it's not going to be as it's 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 a it's a form of future proofing actually because even if it's not even available in the place where you are or if it's not ad- as advanced as it will be in the future, they're going to put five G in phones just for the future, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know personally, I think because it's not quite there yet, it's not really something you need to go out looking for. Let's say you're trying to purchase a new device, but it's definitely something to be aware of, something that's happening around us, and because it has so many different 
potential implications and just affect it can affect our lives in a lot of different ways. And with that, we can start to talk about the negative effects, right, that have mm-hmm. um, been in discussion recently. And these these negative effects, though some of them have to do with just the technology that you're using that might support 5G. Is it entirely good for your phone, let's say? Um, and other effects might have to do with health, right, as we mm-hmm. discussed yeah. earlier. So when we get into that, I guess one of the biggest things, like we mentioned earlier, you know, just different things about, hey, 5G is affecting our health. It's causing such and such disease or such and such, you know, abnormality in our just everyday being and health. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just want to address some of these things based on the science, based on what it actually is. And, you know, not just some chain thread or anything, but the raw facts of what it is and how the technology works and what that means for your health. So to sum it all up, all of the wireless infrastructure used for 5G, it's tested, it's been tested for years. And even before the implementation of 5G, these bands and these spectrums that carriers are now allowed to use, um, they're available for a reason, right? The government assigns who can use these uh, spectrums and to what degree they can use them. And they've been allocated in such a way that, and with certain restrictions that make sure it's safe for just for people to be around and for those signals to be going through us um, all day and all night and, Mm. you know, without causing any adverse health effects. And just on the basic science of it all, cell waves, right? And although 5G are coming up with higher frequency waves in order to transfer more data to our phones, um, these waves have frequencies that are a thousand times less than that of visible light, right? The light that surrounds us, the light that you see. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's actually kind of absurd to think of um, this as being harmful to us when we interact with light on a daily basis. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think some of that concern when we think of like microwaves, let's say, Mm -hmm. and these 5G signals and stuff, they operate on a higher frequency than microwaves. Mm -hmm. And we think, okay, well, if microwaves are harmful to us, this has to be as well. Yeah. But like you mentioned, if visible light has a higher frequency, mm-hmm. then and we, you know, that's just the light we see. That's the light that we interact with literally everything around us. Yeah. Then that should be enough to tell us that, OK, frequency alone and just that one number doesn't determine if something is harmful to us or not. Mm-hmm. And there's much more to it. Yeah. And in the same way that microwave manufacturers ensure that the box uh, keeps those microwaves from escaping and harming us, these technologies that come out, they're regulated in a way to ensure also that the waves that they emit or receive are safe for us. Yeah, exactly. And of course, the last thing these companies want as well is for them to release a product or a whole infrastructure and then have that adversely affect them because then that affects their reputation, their business, and all of these things combined. And just at a fundamental principle, the science behind it does not even remotely support it, support these claims and controversies and misconceptions that, hey, 5G can cause cancer because there's so much more to it than what's apparent at eye level. Definitely. So don't, don't go hugging cell towers, but the bottom line is that 5G is safe to use. Mm-hmm. Um, we can assume that it is for all all products and all in all countries, but it is a safe safe technology. That the misconceptions around um, are a bit unnecessary. Yeah, and quite frankly, unjustifiable yeah. at this time. And of course, you know, in the future things can change. But from everything, any supporting facts or evidence, it's exactly like we said, where there is no shown research or any statistics to suggest that it's harmful at this point. So we look forward to this technology developing further, as a lot of people have actually predicted 2021 might be an important year for 5G where it gains more availability and readiness for the mass market. So we're excited to see what 5G brings in the future. Mm -hmm. And as always, if you have any thoughts on the matter or feedback for us, please WhatsApp us at 604-807-0915. 
So that's been our weekly tech show. Uh, thank you for listening to Connect FM 91.5.